let's say in this case of a seller of a high-end home, if you know the solution to their problem, it's not necessarily about nervous. It's about excitement when you get to show them and tell them and actually do this for them. When you can say, I am qualified, I do understand, I do know how to solve somebody's problem. And I do actually believe 100% that I not only can communicate, but I can actually be better for you than anybody else can and get you more money than you can get any other way at this price point. And I'm just can't wait to explain this to you in a logical and emotional way that gets you on my team. When you're like that, why would you be nervous? Why would you be scared? It, it's you just need people to hear your message. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Vulcan 7 Coaches and Mentors, a show where we bring you some of the best in the industry so that they can share with you their tips and strategies that have helped them in their business. Now, with that being said, today we have another awesome guest that has done a lot of stuff in the luxury space. And we're going to chat more about scaling your business and also the skills required, especially if you want to succeed in this upcoming year. So with that being said, I want to welcome today's guest, Michael Ferraro. Michael, welcome. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So for everyone that's watching that might not be familiar with you, go ahead and share with us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a real estate broker with Compass. Been in real estate for about 10 years now. Uh, before that, I was an elementary school teacher and a swim coach. Um, my my prior athletic background, I had always been in athletics and I was an all-American swimmer. And then, like I said, got into being an elementary school teacher and a swim coach and got to a point in my life where I needed to make a change. And uh, we can talk a little bit more about that if you'd like, but basically made the shift and the mindset change to get into real estate and not just any, just want to jump into real estate. I want to jump into the highest price points I possibly could. I had no prior knowledge, no sales background, no anything. I didn't even live in the areas of the high-end price points, but I jumped into it. And 10 years later, I've made a career in it and um, set records and price points in my area. I've been on the real trends list multiple times and uh, continue to do so. And, and yeah, that's what I've been able to do. That's awesome. And I'm so glad that we're going to be talking about this today because I feel that a lot of agents that are watching, maybe they are at a stage right now where they are working, maybe a lower price point. They're yeah. ready to take their business to the next level. There might be some mindset issues or maybe they don't believe in themselves. So let's talk a little bit about what that was like for you. So you said, obviously, you want to go for those higher price points. Where did you start initially? Yeah. So now, I mean, the whole idea now more than ever, I think, is if you're not a broker looking at scaling your price point to a higher price point or working in luxury, and yeah, specifically, if you're an agent who has been selling real estate more of the volume side, now more than ever, looking at scaling that price point is so important. If you're a new agent looking to get in, just like I was, you shoot for the stars. You know, for, for me, myself, I was young. I was hungry. Um, I had a lot online because my family depended on me. And I, I looked at it and said, I, wanted, I want to take my business to the highest level. And I knew that the highest level was the most expensive, the biggest listings. And that might be a little nerve wracking for a lot of people who hear that because they think of the three main things that stop most people, which is that mindset of, I don't know anybody at that price point. I don't know how to sell that price point. How do I even do this? And so right then and there, they stop. 
not realizing that it's only the knowledge that you don't have that when you gain it, you get the confidence to then go after it. I tell, I say it like this all the time. If you were a doctor and you knew you had a cure for this incredible disease, soon as you knew it, you would run and tell everybody. And that's kind of what it's like when you know how to actually sell a high-end property. So that is what I had to learn on my own to have the confidence to then go out. Even before I even sold a high-end property, I was working on nothing but trying to scale up to that level. And I made a lot of mistakes along the way, which is why I'm putting a lot of it back into trying to help other agents grow their business and scaling it right now. But after all of this time, I realized there is, there is no other place to be right now than to scale up that price point. Because as the market starts to shift and we watch technology play a bigger and bigger role in our industry, the middle price points and sometimes the lower price points get shrunken. And what happens is really there's such a need for the best consultants, the best advisors, and the high-end price points are always going to want to have the best around them. So those people are always going to be the most insulated, the most protected from any sort of shifts that happen in our real estate market. And so I know there's a lot of real estate agents out there that are being told by coaches and mentors, go back to basics, make your calls. That's all great. And we're going to talk about that. And I think you should. But I think the first step has to be, how do you prospect luxury? How do you move up your price points? What is it that I don't know that these agents who are selling high-end price points know so that I can work I love what I do, so I want to work just as hard, but I want to be successful at making more money. I want to be a better agent. I want to work with the best properties, the best buyers, the best sellers. You can do all of that. It's just the knowledge that you don't have right now as to what to say, when to say it, how to find those clients, how to do listing presentations, and how to actually work and network within those groups. If you knew how to do all of that, there's nobody who wouldn't, and that's really what it's all about. Absolutely. So what did the prospecting look like for you in the beginning? Well, in the beginning, I would go and I would work. I would have a, a coaching. I would coach the swim team in the morning from like 4.30 to like 5.30, 6.30 in the morning. Come home. My wife would go to work. My, I'd play with my son for a couple hours and my then he would take a nap. And I had literally, if I was lucky, you know, when your kids are young and they're like, in, you know, like not even <laughs> one yet. If you get two hours like right around that nine, 10, 11 o'clock. That's, that's a great, most of the time it's 45 minutes to an hour. So that was my prospecting time. I would, I would sit there. I pulled up my Vulcan seven and I would do my prospecting and I would go after high end clientele. And I just grinded at learning scripts, learning tonality, learning verbal hypnosis, grinding at working at the price point that I knew I had already made up my mind that that's where I was going to be at because I didn't want to ever go and have to tell my son when he got older that dad didn't do what he needed for us to be able to do. Or I didn't become what I could become because I was too afraid to pick up the phone or too afraid to put in the time and work. So within that hour to two hours that I would get, um, that's where I started my entire career. Basically one whole year of doing nothing but prospecting for that time because I had no other time to do anything else. Sometimes open houses on the weekends, but it was basically prospecting day in and day out for that time that I had. That's awesome. And I'm glad that you're mentioning that because I feel that a lot of agents and I hear this all the time and you probably do too. They think that they need to start at the lower price point and work their way up because maybe I need to be more knowledgeable or I have to have more experience. And on the contrary, you know, just like you mentioned, I want to go shoot for the stars. Let's just start with that high price point. We're going to learn along the way. We're going to get better every single time. So for you, what was that first listing or that first transaction that was luxury? What was that like? 
Well, there, there's two that happened at one time. It was that first year when I just picked up the phone. And again, I just want to reiterate, I was studying every bit that I could as to every objection handler, verbal hypnosis, tonality, scripts. I had to run through and understand. I mean, I was, I was so dedicated into how to be really, really good. I didn't have anybody who was teaching me how to do these things. I had to go through trial and error. And um, being really good on the phone on prospecting, especially high-end prospects, I knew a lot of the questions that could come up. So I remember one of the first ones, I had a, a client who, uh, well, he wasn't at the time, I just made a call and he was an expired listing. And I remember doing the script that I do and talking to him and he stopped me and he said, listen, what would you say if I just signed with you right now? And the house was a couple of million dollars. Now you gotta remember at the time I was living paycheck to paycheck in a little condo with the bars in the back of the, the windows with my, you know, with basically my wife going to work the other time when I was home and vice versa, we didn't have anything. So a couple of million dollar property, you know, I think it was like two and a half million dollars was, was a big deal. And uh, I said, uh, I think it would be a smart move. And he's literally said, okay, fax me over the listing agreement. I'll sign it right now. And, uh, or scan me over the listing agreement. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, he thinks I'm in like an office. <laughs> I don't have like, like okay. Um, I said, I said, listen, my son is sleeping right now. I was completely honest. My son is sleeping right now. When, um, when I get a minute, what we can do is set up an appointment. I'll bring it. I was like, great, come over tonight and bring it over. I brought it over tonight. He signed it right there. We listed it. Um, within two weeks, I double ended that deal and I ended up making more money than I had ever made an entire year in one deal, um, because of the commissions and double ending it. And it was from the initial conversation with that prospect on the phone and being so good in that script. And what I was saying that he was like, I've never heard anything like this. This is, this is, he felt, he felt what it is like when you are really good on the phone mm -hmm. and you're asking the right questions and going through the right dialogues and doing verbal hypnosis. Like I talk about this all the time. There's something that happens to that person. And if they're the right people, you don't have to go through this whole thing. They are going to absolutely want to work with you. So it was a, it was really special. I was like, I'm onto something. And then that shot off a whole career of a lot of different things. I ended up that coincided with a celebrity that I had listed and sold their house very quickly. Again, I double ended that deal. So there was some stuff that was happening really quickly. Um, but then I just continued on the phone. That's awesome. And I think a lot also has to do with your confidence and also being ready to hear those things over the phone, because sometimes we prepare so much to handle objections and hear no's that when we do get someone, sometimes agents, they don't even know what to say. They don't know how to pre-qualify. They totally miss out on that opportunity. And for you, you were just totally ready. And then that took you to another transaction. And I'm sure it gave you a lot of confidence to be like, you know, I can do this. Like, let's get some more deals like this. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete. I was an athlete my entire life, whether I wanted to be or not. My whole family is athletes. Like I said, I was, was a collegiate All-American. So dedication, hard work, and confidence. Like for me, when I was stepping up on the block to go swim in a national championship meet or we'd be seated first in the country and I got to go and do this race, there's, of course, the butterflies. If you don't know what could happen, anything could happen. And you don't know how your body's necessarily 100% going to be in that moment when you needed to be prepared for everything. But the confidence... And I tell everybody that nervousness and excitement are basically the same thing. The difference is one is you're thinking of the negatives and one is you're thinking of all the positives and being prepared for something 
where you feel like you know the answers or the solutions to somebody else's problems. Let's say in this case of a seller of a high-end home, if you know the solution to their problem, it's not necessarily about nervous. It's about excitement when you get to show them and tell them and actually do this for them. But that's a whole different way of thinking than what a lot of people do when they don't understand high end or they're prospecting working with possible clients. They think the question is going to come and it's going to be in the form of, well, if you never sold a house before, why would I list with you? You never sold a house at my price point. Why would I work with you? And when they get those questions, what happens is they realize that they go, oh, I have to qualify myself or I think I'm really, you know, you should just work with me because I'm really, really good. And all this weird stuff comes out of them and they don't like it. Nobody likes to be qualified like that, especially when they feel like they're not really qualified. So you have this contradiction in your head that goes on of like, I know I'm not really qualified for this. And I'm like kind of lying to this person. And all of that stuff is why people don't want to ever go in those price points. So when you can throw that to the side and say, I am qualified, I do understand, I do know how to solve somebody's problem. And I do actually believe 100% that I not only can communicate, but I can actually be better for you than anybody else can and get you more money than you can get any other way at this price point. And I'm just can't wait to explain this to you in a logical and emotional way that gets you on my team. When you're like that, why would you be nervous? Why would you be scared? It, it's you just need people to hear your message. Which brings to another point of once you learn this and you're, you're at a point where you can explain it and you can do it, what I see a lot of issues right now currently in real estate is that whether you're working at any price point, but definitely the high-end price point, agents have a really, really hard time of communicating and articulate their expertise. Their, you know, it's a... Um, it's an, uh, you know, basically almost even creating a piece of content that would go ahead and explain what it is and, uh, you know, explanation of experiences, explanation of services video. If you ask an agent, you know, if you can explain that and articulate that, they would have a really hard time. Most agents would say, I sell real estate. I'm just a real estate agent. They have a really difficult time of explaining, especially to like a high end seller, what exactly the explanation of experiences are and what it is that they do. And when you take all these things of lack of being able to explain what it is that you do, because maybe you don't even really know or never really thought about it. Plus, you're doubting yourself and you don't really know how to do these things. Of course, high end real estate is going to be a scary thing. When In all actuality, it's going to be the only safe haven left for the top brokers because they figured this out. And you don't just have to live in those areas to be a top broker of high end luxury real estate. I do not live in the towns of these big properties that I sell. And it's not a problem for the developers to hire me or the builders that hire me, or the clients that hire me. It's not a problem for them because they know that I can bring a solution to their problem. I can offer the experience and the service that it is that they're looking for. Because I'm able to explain it, I'm able to do it, I'm able to communicate it, and I have proof, and I have concepts, and I have social proof. And every agent can do that. You don't have to start at the bottom and work your way up. It's, it, it is not necessary to do that. So I got off on a tangent, but I just, I, I know that's awesome. I see the light bulb go off in people's brains. They're like, yeah, I know. I, I, I there's no reason why I wouldn't want to move up in price point. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, fast forward to now, do you have a team or what does that look like? Yeah. So we've gone through in my journey, obviously, like when I was building what it is that I was building, there wasn't a lot of people in my area because everybody did tell me just start in the low price points. If you come onto our brokerage, jump onto somebody else's team and do this or follow this rules or do something else. 
So I, you know, again, if I'm going to do this and I was going to leave a, a salary position to go pursue my dream, I wanted to build something that was mine. So there was a lot of trial and error. I made a lot of mistakes. Um, but you know, you, you, you follow the leader of trying to build everybody else's team and then you grow into, you have 20 agents. And I did all that. And then I realized that at the end of the day, what, what now worked for me was to build a media marketing tech group. So that for me, it was more, and it is now more about content creation, media and marketing brand building mixed with the prospecting that we talk about mixed with network event, branding mixed with CRM management. Um, and isolating specific demographics as opposed to geographics. I'm more demographic style price points, possible purchasers, buyers, sellers. And so I'm very strategic in that. So now my group is more people who can, who can do that. I run a very small Navy SEAL style team where we can go and work as the best mobile efficient group we can for our clients. And that's the way that I like it today. So I, I have more content creators and, and editors and videographers, I think, than, than other people on the team. That, that's awesome. And I assume that obviously with social media now, you just mentioned you content creation video, has that helped you in your business and being able to sell properties? I don't know if it's quicker or even attract more clients that way. Yeah. I mean, as, as, as I have evolved in the business, remember how I told, talked that story. My only tool was an hour, two hours. Oh, my son, Anthony gave me two hours. It was like a blessing. Um, that was my only tool. So for a really long time, I picked up that shovel and I dug every day, dug every day, dug every day. And I just kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that. And then what happens is, and I still do to this day, I still prospect luxury and you still should. And I love it. And I will, I, I might never stop. Um, but what happens is as you accumulate listings, you realize how important content creation around explanation of what it is that you do and, and content creation around that property is really important. And that was level two, where it went from that to a lot more content creation around my property as a way to show what it is that we can do to bring in buyers and highlight a property. And then the next level became, well, who is starting to become our clients that want to work with us? We have developers, builders, architects, um, high-end clientele. So what we would start to do is highlight our clientele and our sphere around the people that we really wanted to work with while we started to bring in technology and isolate and target market potential buyers. So it became a lot more technical. And now we're at a point where now we are, so we're, we're becoming more influential in our communities. So now we're propping up all these people that have worked with us. And now we're running events where we're running panels of the luxury builder panels and awards and luxury interior designers and luxury developers. So now what we're doing is taking these people who are one degree away from who my client is, whether it's a high-end seller or even that buyer developer themselves. And now we're actually highlighting them. So we know that, if we're going to sell a property that's, let's say, four, five, 10, 15 million dollars, we want that property to be a premier property. The way you take that is take the person who is also building that property and make them the premier builder, highlight their business. And so what happens is when you do this within your communities, now your network grows, your community grows, the price points grow. And that's how you continue to get great business is by just raising everybody up through the ability that we have through content creation, short form, long form video. That's awesome. Congratulations on all of that. Even listening to you just sharing kind of like how everything has progressed over time. It, yeah. It's really admirable to see. 
And I want to take it back to the beginning. Once you started to get those transactions, those luxury price points, how were you leveraging closing those deals to get more clients? Well, in the beginning, it was just, it, it, it happened. And I remember doing all the jobs, right? Like, like I remember I went to my good friend and I just said like, Hey, do you want to, um, do you want to video this property? It's a couple million dollars. And he was like, sure. How much? I was like, well, it's like a hundred bucks. Okay. And he's like, sure. That sounds great. I mean, we're talking videos, property tours. We would, he shot everything stills. He's incredible. He's still with me today. But I mean, a hundred dollars, that's like who, you I mean back then, but we had no idea what, you know, he yeah. didn't even know what we were doing. And um, as far as how big this was going to get. So leveraging now when things sell or you have clients now is more systematized than I was back then. Now we have director of operations. Now we have CRM management. Now we have specific events for uh, people within our sphere, past client events. Now we also know, and when you get in higher price points, one of the things that you do less of, this is my opinion, is it more comes to finding your target audience and who it is you want to work with than it is about canvassing necessarily the neighborhood. So we specifically target the people that are within one degree of our potential client that we want, as opposed to saying, well, one, two, three main street is on this street, and then I'm going to just canvas everything on the street. Because a lot of times there can be secondary homes. People don't actually live in these houses. They don't collect their mail. So there's, so they might not be in the house for six months at a time. So what happens is you're just sending flyers or you're doing it and they're just listing in the mailbox. So it's not saying it doesn't work. Everything works. Do it all. Uh, there's great coaches that have been on here to promote that. But making sure that your client is also part of what it is that you're doing. So if you're part of an explanation of experiences and they took the leap of faith to work with you, especially when you're starting in luxury, make sure that that client is treated amazing throughout the entire process and in after, and then you help them in their life and in their business. There is a lot of people that I work with that have come into the town or are selling and leaving. And then when they go someplace, they might be in an industry where I can still help network and grow with them. Social contracts high end are very important. There's a lot of people who have gotten to a very high end level in their career that are not in real estate, that are buyers and sellers who understand social contracts, meaning I'm going to help you out for a long time. And that is the reciprocity. It's less about asking for business and more about that understanding of social contracts because they've had to do that in their own business. I'm helping this person out and I'm not asking for anything. And then there's, it comes back to me. So understand how that stuff works is like the hidden skill in our business. And that's one of the biggest ways that I continue to grow even after the sale. Yeah. So maintaining those relationships. So it goes beyond just a transaction. I assume mm -hmm. maybe a lot of them have become your friends. Maybe they invite you to their family functions. And now it's not just, you know, Michael's my agent, Michael's my friend. And then they refer you more business. And, and that's how you grow as well. Right. It depends. It, it depends. You would think so. So when you're talking higher and higher, higher price points, they have a lot of friends. And sometimes they want to be friends. And sometimes they just want you to be a professional, like the top doctor that they have, or the top lawyer that they have, or the top financial consultant that they have, or the top person that they bring in for this. Sometimes they don't want to always be, you know, having you over for a barbecue. And sometimes when you push that too much on them, that doesn't always come off what they want you to be. So also something that I learned early on that I do teach people about is how to sell and stay in contact with different types of personalities. 
sometimes people try so hard with certain types of personalities and certain types of people to be their buddy because they think that's what's going to be the relationship forever. And that's not what they want. That that's not what they want you to be. And if you're just what it is that they want you to be and you exceed their expectations, they will want other people to have that same experience with you. But it's not, and don't get me wrong, of course. Of course, I have clients that we go over, you know, we sit by the pool at their house or, you know, I go over to dinner or we still talk to the day, we go out for lunch or whatever. And it's, but it's always, that's always kind of with a social contract of like, we're going to continue to always help each other out. Like as long as you're always bringing value to somebody, but somebody at the high end could have a lot of friends and they have a lot of people who want a lot of things from them. So you just have to be careful knowing who it is that you're working with because, you could, re- you could be trying so hard to be their friend. You do a transaction with them. You keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And you might not hear from them for a while because they have just put you into the, you become annoying, annoying for me. And now you don't get another transaction from them. So knowing who you are dealing with is really important. And these are the, the little nuances as you scale your price point up and know your clientele. Awesome. And I know you mentioned that these are just some things that you also teach. So go ahead and tell us for anyone that's listening that maybe wants to break into luxury or learn more about you, what programs, courses, where they can find you and all that good stuff. Yeah, we're in the process of putting a lot of things together. They can just continue to look at my YouTube. We'll be also creating another YouTube channel um, and and keep on a look at my socials. We are preparing to do a masterclass that we're really excited about. And that's going to be in 2024, probably uh, within the first half of 2024, really excited about it because the podcast that I do host is on my YouTube channel. I've had about 40 to 50 guests on there that are really high end luxury real estate brokers. So you can go onto that podcast and watch and, and listen to a lot of the stories of billion dollar brokers talk about their past experiences and how they do business. And I think I'm, we're going to do is start bringing some of these brokers on to be in proximity with some of the the people who want to learn a little bit more, not just from me, but also from them as to how do we get business and how do we maintain those relationships and how do we grow or use social media to do it? Or how do we use networking events to do it? Um, Also for me, myself, I still prospect, you know, luxury. So there's a lot of different parts of the business that I want to start to break down and help and teach others. I I was a national team coach for many, many years. My degree is in exercise science, teacher prep, learning curriculum and development. So teaching, coaching and training is part of my entire life. So I got to a point now where I am still in this business. I will still be in this business. I love what it is I do, but I want to give back and help others. So if they want to fill out a job form that we can give to you guys to post on there, they can also follow me on social at at Michael Ferraro CT. Feel free to DM me. We can have a chat anytime and just stay on the lookout for different stuff that we have in 2024. I'm so excited about this next journey of what we're going to put out for people. Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for today's interview. You have given so much great information for everyone that's watching. Uh, We'll make sure to post all of your links in the description box below. And one last question that I want to ask you, because this is probably in a lot of agents' mind, Um, you know, with interest rates, the market, what would be a tip that you would give agents as they're wrapping up this year to start 2024 on the right foot? As far as what they should tell clients? Um, as far as let's say, uh, prospecting and mindset with, with rates going up. Yeah. Uh, I, I look working on the pillars of your business. For me, my pillars are prospecting CRM, 
the networking, branding events, and then content creation, right? And then I take those pillars and then I hone in on my target audience of people that I would like to work with that I'm going to be known for. It, the, the interest rates going up or going down don't change my basic approach to what it is that I'm going to do to be the very best. What it might change is the guidance or con consultation that I'll give to a high-end buyer or a high-end seller. So the, the, the rates going up or down just means that one way or the other, it's going to be a solution or a problem that somebody out there is going to have that I need to bring to them. So that's why it's, it's now more than ever, and this is what I would think people should be doing, is making sure they're talking to clients about things that are not just like non-Googleable information. If everybody sees it on the news and everybody can Google it, it's not really anything super valuable for them. So what is it that you do and what is it that you're bringing to them that actually is valuable? And think about what those things are because that is your value. We go back to explanation of experiences, explanation of services, explanation of your value, and be able to deliver that to who it is that you want your target audience to be and you'll be just fine. Perfect. Awesome. That was great. Well, once again, Michael, thank you so much for today's interview. Everyone, make sure to follow him on Instagram. All the links will be in the description box below, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you.